Welcome to Better Food Stories, a show that celebrates real food and the people and companies who make it. I'm Audrea Greenhoff, and in this interview series, I'm sitting down with the entrepreneurs behind some of today's newest and most innovative food brands out there to find out what it really takes to make it in this highly competitive space. Hey guys, welcome back to the Better Food Stories podcast. I am your host, Audrea Greenhoff. And by the time this episode airs, it will be the Monday after Thanksgiving. So to all of you in the States, I hope you had a fantastic holiday weekend spent with family and friends and a lot of delicious food. And speaking of delicious food, I am really excited to introduce you to today's guest. Her name is Meg Barnhart, and she is the co-creator of the Zen of Slow Cooking. The Zen of Slow Cooking is a line of single-use slow cooker spice blends crafted in small batches and packaged with care. They're also a company with a social mission to create employment for adults with learning challenges. In my conversation with Meg, you'll learn how creating a healthy, flavorful meal is much easier than you might think, why Meg decided to start a blog before launching her business, and how she's built a conscious business that's changing the world one slow cooker recipe at a time. We also geek out over the hottest kitchen gadget of the moment, the Instapot. So if you're anything like me and are considering snagging one of these babies up this holiday season, you're definitely going to want to take a listen to this episode. Now, without further ado, on to my conversation with Meg Barnhart of the Zen of Slow Cooking. Why don't we start by you telling me a little bit about who you are and what your business is? The uh, business name is called Yogini LLC mm-hmm. and uh, our first product line is called the Zen of Slow Cooking and we make spice blends for the slow cooker and for the slow cooker's millennial cousin, cousin the Instant Pot, which is the new rage and uh, which is sort of a high-speed pressure cooker, multi-cooker that's on the market. So that's what we do. Uh, and then additionally, we are a social impact business. We employ adults with disabilities and about 30 adults who help us package up our spice blends. Um, and that connection to that particular population really stems from my personal desire to create a business for my own son. He was uh, diagnosed as developmentally delayed when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And as he's gotten older and I studied what the workforce looks like for adults with learning barriers, I, I realized there's just so little consciously created employment. So I decided to create a business for him. So that's a little bit about what I've got going on right now. Yeah, that's incredible. Can you tell me a little bit more about the very beginning and, and how you got the idea for this product? Oh, yeah, that's actually a great story. Well, you have to know I'm a little bit of a serial entrepreneur, so <laughs> I've got a lot of ideas cool. over the years. But the, the Zen of Slow Cooking is, is an interesting one. So many, many years ago when my children were very little, I, I struggled to get food on the table. And... Uh, I grew up in a home where my mom cooked from scratch every afternoon, and she was way into organic food. I think I was the only kid who had a bean sprout lunch, you know, <laughs> sandwich lunch when I was growing up. So she was really into that. So I was trying to recreate my childhood memory of these wonderful dinners we had, and I just I couldn't figure out how to do it because after school in today's generation, it just seems like every moment is committed for an activity, and 
I was struggling. And so I called my best friend who uh, was a teacher and she's a single mom. And I said, you know, tell me what to do. I can't, I can't get food on the table. And she said, okay, stop crying. You're not a failure. You have a tough parenting deal. She's like, get off your phone. You're way too accessible and buy a crock pot. And I go, what? <laughs> so anyways, that was the beginning of it. And so I started slow cooking. This is many years ago. I fell in love with it. I turned it into my, uh, my meal prep into a whole meditation time. And I unplugged my phone and I would chop my vegetables and I just loved it. And then about two years into it, my daughter started crying saying she couldn't eat any more thick meat because I only knew how to make three things. <laughs> right. Very familiar story. And, um, in my little, it was a slow cooker and I totally understood what she meant. And I was a good enough cook that I understood by then the science behind what kinds of meats and proteins and veggies you needed to actually prepare a proper meal. So I pulled out my favorite recipes and I started with um, silver pellets, chicken marbella, which I loved. And I adapted it for the slow cooker and my food just really got um, very good. So uh, in 2010, when I started studying with my son, I was sitting with a friend and I just, I said to her, by now it's about 2011, I said, you know, I know I meant to do something for him. I know I meant to take that entrepreneurial uh, part of my soul and infuse it into a business for this guy. And she's, I said, but I want to have fun doing it. And she said, you know, really want it to be kind of a fun journey. And she said, what are you having fun with? And I shared with her my whole slow cooking adventure and I had mantras over my slow cooker and the whole thing. And she said, oh, she said, I don't know what you're talking about, but do that. So that's where the idea for the Zen of Slow Cooking came from. I just saw such a need in the market for, mm-hmm. for people like myself who are really time-pressed to create a really good home-cooked meal in a fashion that made sense in the busy lifestyle. So it's a great, it's a great tool. And is that where the name came from, sort of your experience with the whole um, slow cooker and your journey with it? It did. I, I start. I actually, as as you can imagine, most people like me buy multiple <laughs> things on GoDaddy to mm-hmm. multiple domain names. And I, I picked, you know, the, the yoga of slow cooking or, you know, I picked all these different names. And then the Zen was just one of many. And when I sent it out to a few friends, they all said that would be the one that people would understand the best. No one's going to understand the yoga of slow cooking. I think nowadays, you know, in 2018, they might, but in 2010, mm-hmm. 11, they wouldn't. And so that's why I ended up with the Zen part of it. Because the great thing about slow cooking, I don't know if you do it, but you you get your meal and you get it all prepped and you put it in your slow cooker. And then throughout the day, you smell this really good aroma. And there's just nothing that compares to walking in a home with food smells coming that makes Mm -hmm. you feel really relaxed and calm cared for and I feel like it's something that you know that's the one thing you can give to yourself or your family in a day I think that's a really nice um, a nice thing you can do so that that's kind of why that it's a zen-like experience then you walk away and you're either at work all day or whatever you've got going on you just know you've got this meal waiting for you Definitely. I agree. I am a really big fan of the slow cooker. I've looked into the Instapot because I keep seeing things. I'm a, I love Pinterest and I'm always on Pinterest looking for different things. Um, and I keep seeing it, but I haven't um, bought one yet. But I do have a slow cooker that we use often. Um, and it's like you said, I, I don't have kids yet, but my husband and I both work. We work almost 
different schedules. (laughs) And some days I'm away from home all day. And he commutes about an hour each way back and forth um, to his job. So it gets difficult. And, you know, you do try to eat healthy. And he is also one that he doesn't like. I've tried to do the meal prep, you know, cook a bunch of things on Sunday. And by Wednesday, he's like, seriously, I don't, please, I don't want to eat this anymore. Like, can we do something else? So yeah, we rely on the slow cooker a lot. And then that way he's not amazing in the kitchen, but he's able to to help with with the slow cooker because it's just sticking it all in and leaving it there, you know? <laughs> no, it's awesome. And I have to tell you, so we, we refer to the Instapot as a slow cooker's millennial cousin, mm-hmm. and we love it. It's actually, I'm using that over my traditional slow cooker now because you can saute in it, you can pressure cook in it, you can slow cook in it. It's, it's a great, great device. And we are actually... All of our slow cooking spice blends are now, we're renaming them multi-cooker spice blends because we've adapted all of our recipes um, for our spices with the Instant Pot. So what I can make in six hours, uh, like our chicken tortilla soup on low, mm-hmm. I can make in six I can make it in six minutes in the Instant Pot. Wow. So for people who don't have time to do the meal prep in the morning, Mm-hmm. But they need they can do the meal prep after work. You can you can still have a really great home cooked meal, and you can put it in your Instapot and then walk away, get yourself a glass of wine, get in your yeah you know your your dyeing clothes or whatever, and then come back and have a really nice meal. So it's it's a really really great tool. That's so cool. I would highly recommend trying it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to to do a little bit more research, and I might even get one, especially my um. I read that it does, you know, the sautéing and the pressure cooker. For me, I grew up eating food from the pressure cooker. My my family's uh, Cuban-American, and so my grandma always used to, you know, make chicken and rice and all kinds of things using the pressure cooker. And there's so many recipes that she has that I'm just terrified to make because I'm terrified of the the old school pressure cooker like I don't go in the kitchen when she's using that thing because I'm like I don't want one I don't know what this is and but that's cool that we um there's another device that you could adapt those recipes as well that's cool yeah and I think your experience I think I would feel the same way my mom I never grew up with the pressure cooker but there's a lot of people who use it regularly in certain kinds of cuisines but I know what you mean. I it took me a while to adapt to even the instant pot because it's just different. It's a different cooking uh, methodology. But I think you might. Well, and they all, it also has a slow cooking function, so it gives you the flexibility to do either or, which is really nice. Very cool. So talk to me. I want to talk a little bit about your son and how a little bit more about how he inspired you in this business and how, tell me about him. How old is he now? Is he involved in the business at all? He's in his early 20s now. In fact, my partner, Guy, and I have three children. She's got two. All of our kids, um, when I first met her, she her little ones are like two and three. I've all worked in the business. It's really a family business. They help in the farmer's markets. They've helped pack up spice blends. So it's great. So we all kind of feel like we're, it's a shared experience for both of our families. Uh, and anyone that we bring into the team, actually, their, their kids usually work in the business too. So, uh, But in terms of uh, you know, the reason why I felt so strongly about creating business for him, he's super outgoing, super charismatic. And but he's got some speech and language challenges, and I have found that people with speech and language challenges are often put into real linear tasks, kind of uh, 
you know, tucked away in the back, uh, you know, of a, of a storeroom or whatever. And his gift is really the gift of hospitality. Mm-hmm. And that's why I create a business where he could have, he could be out front and center. So for example, like two weeks ago, we were part of Chicago's Southport Art Festival. And so we had all of the, we had five, you know, five of our kids out there working. He was one of them, you know? So I think that it's just about helping people, creating employment for people where they meet their sweet spot and they can really shine as opposed to making, making a decision about where you think someone would fit. Right. in business as opposed to really looking at who they are and, and figuring out how to make it work. And that's kind of what our, that's what our business, our whole business, you know, I know you were interested in talking about businesses, you know, we're part of, we're, um, we're certified B Corp. Mm-hmm. So and we're, we're part of the conscious capitalism movement. And part of being a conscious business leader is everybody who works in our business, every team member, it works to their, works in the space they feel uh, where they're really going to contribute the most. And our goal is to have everyone sort of at an 80% satisfaction rate for their job, knowing that all of us have 20% of our job that we have to do that we don't love. Mm-hmm. But if you could be at the 80%, you can bring your best. And that's kind of what our business um, our business ethic is all about. I love that. And I love that more businesses are, you know, this whole – whole arena really fascinates me and in doing a lot of these interviews this is sort of going off on a tangent but um in doing these interviews I've met a lot of businesses who are like-minded like you I actually um for completely different story outside this series interviewed um a company a logistics company that um I think it was 80 percent of their employees were hearing impaired and one of the um employees that I interviewed she said she had worked you know at a different company at some point and they like you were saying wanted her only to work in certain role and she was not able to get promoted or anything like that and in this company that's really focusing on on the people's skills rather than you know any of their setbacks she's been able to move up and and do a lot of things that she wasn't um kind of encouraged to do in in the other company and she doesn't feel you know, discriminated against because there's a lot of people like her in the company as well. And I thought it was such a fantastic story. And I love that more companies are are being conscious about this because it's, you know. Yeah. And I, I feel like everybody's got something to contribute. For sure. Um, and we all have strength and we all have places where we're challenged. I, I do too. You know, all of us do. And I think yeah. it's, it's trying to marry people where they're, where they're really going to be happy. And so when anyone comes to work in our business, we sit down, we spend a lot of time, we work with string finders with them. Uh, we actually call it Enneagram and we really look at, you know, where do they, where are they going to thrive? Um, irregardless of their learning style, that that's really sort of secondary, but where mm-hmm. are they going to strive and where are they going to contribute? And so when I decided to start my own business, I started it with the principles. I used, um, books like let my people go surfing and sacred commerce. So I, I could do a whole, you know, <laughs> <laughs> interview just on conscious I love I'm that so passionate about it I love it so I want to go back to we'll touch upon your background in a minute because I'm really interested um you mentioned you were a little bit of a serial entrepreneur so I want to talk about that but before uh, we get into that um tell me about how 
the Zen of Still Cooking has grown. And where were people buying from you? And, um, you know, how were you getting the word out when you first started six years ago? And how has that changed um, to where you are now? A really good question. The big intention was really to create employment for adults with learning challenges. So we backed into the business in a kind of an unusual way product that we were selling or anything. So what we did is she was doing some food writing in Chicago and we wanted to create a community around slow cooking and she was already doing some recipe development. She does all the culinary side of our business. I would start a food blog and I would do one post on just how to get a little zen in your life. She would do follow up with recipes and we really spent about nine months promoting food blog. We would just go to holiday events. We went to wellness events. We just signed people up for the blog. And we were just trying to create a community. We didn't we didn't monetize it or advertise it. We just partnered with other people that we loved what they were doing to showcase their work. And it turned out to be a really interesting way to start a business because what we ended up doing was creating a community and through the community we developed through our research, really what people's flavor profiles were for the different recipes. And we took that research and we created our spice blends using that. So the first three blends we brought to the farmer's market, our local farmer's market, was our Indian dal, our curry blends of tacos, our Copa Van recipe, which still is our number one recipe on our website, was a whole spice infusion uh, using her Moroccan tagine. And so we have Three whole, we have uh, six ground blends now today and three whole spice infusions, a Sichuan, tagine, and a mulling spice. But anyway, we brought the, the three and then we were, you know, like every person starting a business trying to see if we actually had an idea that was marketable. And we were so excited we sold out <laughs> that first That's weekend great. and brought our little $150 to the bank and then realized, oh my gosh, we're going to have to blend 40 more for the next week. So that's kind of how we started. Um, Jane would blend them and then I would package them and we went back and forth. And then in 2014, we decided to start selling them online. We had so many customers who wanted to sell it to friends. And that's when we began our partnership with Planet Access Company and employing adults with disabilities. So Jane would actually blend the blends in a test kitchen. I would pick them up. I'd run them up to Planet Access. Uh, they would package them into tins. And then I would pick them up and sell them at the market. The market, And we did that for a full year. And then we moved into a, a wholesale arrangement with a local organic farm called Oliver Farm, which was great. And then in 2016... We interviewed through our, we interviewed Whole Foods Market, and they loved what we were doing. They loved the social impact. They loved that we were building a category that didn't exist. And they asked us to come on board with five of their stores, but they said that we needed to repackage because the tins we were using weren't uh, merchandisable. Okay. So they helped us, okay. loved Whole Foods, to figure out the new packaging, and we brought it back to the um, – and in that same year, we also were finalists in Chicago's Next Best Food product. With, that was a contest sponsored by Peapod, and they, that actually led to us moving into the meal kit space. So we've got two meal kits with Peapod that we do. We've got the blends that we sell in 2007 for our ninth uh, a Sophie Award, which is that just like winning the an Academy Award in the food world, especially food world, yeah. for our ninth blend. Yeah. 
Szechuan Spice, and uh, we also won uh, a number of leadership awards. And then in 2018, we were recognized in the Specialty Food Association uh, for a Business Leadership Award for the, the work that we're doing to not only employ adults with uh, disabilities, but also for the work we're trying to do. We go into underserved populations, teaching people how to slow cook, how to make a healthy economic, you know, economical meal at home. Um, we work with adults with disabilities and teaching them how to use that slow cooker because, as you said, it's, a, it's such a simple device. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the, been the trajectory, trajectory of our business. I love it. And I think... First off, congratulations. That's that's awesome in such a short period of time because I think six years is really sort of a blink if you look at, you know, th- things in the in the grand scheme of things. So that's fantastic. And I love how it – I love – I think it's interesting that you kind of started it backwards in a sense that you kind of built this audience around the idea of slow cooking and you also focused on your – mission of social impact and then it kind of like you said backed into the sales and all of that I think it's really interesting that a lot of people you know create something and kind of blast it out to to the market immediately and then kind of start learning about what their clients want from there so that's really cool yeah an unusual way to start a business for sure (laughs) yeah so with that in mind I'm interested in knowing when it comes, I mean, you have a really profound mission to to this company. When it comes to your mission and your brand story, um, what is the one thing that you want people to to connect with when they see your brand? And how has that influenced um, everything from the way you're marketing to the way you're packaging to, um, you know, kind of everything as a whole? It's an interesting question. We're actually in the process of redesigning our packaging right now, so I'm kind of my mind's going in a couple of different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really, you know, we just received our non-GMO certification. That's awesome. And again, just the concept about clean eating mm-hmm. that's really important to us. And also, we put all of our on the front of our packaging and on the back. We list every ingredient that's in our spice uh, spices transparency. I would say clean and transparency are really important things we want to communicate. Most of our, our spice blends don't have salt in them, and none of them have fillers in them. So we're trying to get them, people to understand. And, it, and if you look at the packaging, it shows the different spices. We're trying to get people to understand that just a really good spice with you know spices, with your protein, with your liquid, just creates your vegetables, creates a really good layered, uh, healthy meal. So I guess that would be one thing we're trying to get across to our customers. And then on the back of the pouch, we actually list the recipe, we list pairing suggestions. We're also trying to appeal to people who are really time-pressed and demonstrate to them that with a few simple steps, they can create a really good home-cooked meal. And our goal is, you know, the slow cooker, one of the things we love about the this, this, this slow cooker was actually started uh, it was invented here in Chicago in 1940. He wanted to create a, a pot. It was for his, um, inspired by his grandmother, and it was called the Beanery. And um, it was to help, help give the, uh, um, the Jewish housewife uh, an opportunity to observe Sabbath so she could have this time to just be free and observe. And what I love that 
that whole story. So the other thing we're trying to share with people is that you can do this yourself. You can do it simply. You can do it affordably. You can have a healthy meal. And even if you only slow cook one day a week, that's such a great gift to give to yourself. So I, I guess our packaging is designed to kind of do all of that. And you mentioned at the very beginning you were sharing a lot of these recipes online and blogging. Are you still doing that? We do. It's it's a little more challenging now because we're so busy actually running the business. I bet, yeah. uh, so the blog isn't prominent as it was before. But I still do one post every month on Little Zen Inspiration. The post for and it, it, it goes. So anyone who wants to sign up for it, it's it's free. Uh, you're not going to get pop up screens of the advertisements. <laughs> there's nothing like that. Uh, and this month, I asked um, a person who is, she has, she's called, her name's Jill Nussbaum, with the, the veggie queen, to do a whole uh, post on plant-based eating, because we're going to spend the whole month showing people how to use plants, uh, cool. whole food, you know, plant-based products in your Instapot. That's sort of how we do it. Uh, we do a, one inspiration, and then maybe anywhere between one and three recipes. Some use our blends, some just don't. You know, some are just really good slow-cooking recipes. Mm-hmm. That we have that we've just created. So uh, we're we're still very aligned to trying to continue to build a community around slow cooking. So let's switch gears for a moment. You mentioned um, a little earlier in our call that you're a bit of a serial entrepreneur, and this is not your first business. So I'm curious to know: is is entrepreneurship something that you always knew you'd go into, or you know, take me back way to the beginning when you were a kid? What, what did you want to be when you grow up and how did you end up kind of as a serial entrepreneur? It's such a good question. Uh, I think, to be honest with you, I'm older than you are. And I think that that there really what hasn't been historically a traditional path for female entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And I think most women inherently are entrepreneurial. I mean, they are great at multitasking, creating, pivoting, strategizing. I just don't think there was like a, a pathway. So my first little entrepreneurial endeavor was my lemonade business that I had. You know, in high school, I had my own little catering business. So every place along the line, I've continued, continued you know, continued to innovate. My professional background was uh, in event management okay. uh, in my twenties and thirties, and then and then my um, in my forties when I wanted to jump, I took time off because, as as you know, I had a child complex challenges and I realized I really needed to devote a, a good a good chunk of time solidly 10 years to helping him learn how to talk and all sorts of things but in any case when I jumped back in the workforce I started working with a couple of um, women who started their own business and kind of re infused that energy of creating uh, and it was my mother who identified the fact that I was an entrepreneur in my 40s wow, I <laughs> she would always that. say to me always creating innovating you know, all, I'm like, I don't know why, I don't know why. And then she, <laughs> she gave me a book about a woman who her own business, and she said, honey, this is who you are. And it was great because she was, you know, ah, that is who I am. You know what I mean? It was yeah. kind of a light bulb moment for me. So that's great. That's been a little bit of a story. That's great. And, I no, I love that you said um, that about women because I, I tend to agree, too. I think that. Even for me, I'm a freelance writer, and it wasn't really until maybe a year ago where, uh, you know, business for me started picking up because of the fact that I've started, you know, 
I listen to a lot of podcasts and I read a lot and I started really thinking of myself as as somebody who owned a business. I think that before that, I didn't believe that. I was just like, oh, you know, I'm kind of just a I freelance. It's what I do. And someone, like you said, mentioned it to me like, well, I mean, this is your business. So I, I think that was a light bulb moment for me as well that I was like, huh, I guess, you know, um, it didn't really click to me because I didn't, you know, have a, a physical product. I wasn't out there raising money or, you know, I think I kind of had a different idea about what it meant. But yeah, I would totally agree with you that maybe a lot of women are, are out there and doing creative endeavors and they don't even realize it yet that they are entrepreneurs. Exactly. And I don't, I think that now I think you, people like you and I are trying to help create that story and that pathway for them because there's so many, so many women and for a variety of reasons are not able to access traditional employment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but they have, they're doing all these things at home things and that they really are very entrepreneurial. So I think it's helping them figure out ways that they can identify that with themselves, where their gifts are and figure out ways to help them monetize it. For sure. Definitely. Well, before we close out, I would love to kind of go into some fun off topic, sort of rapid fire style questions. Are you up for that? Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. So question number one, what is your favorite day of the week and why? Um, It's a great question. I would have to say Sunday because it is absolutely the one day when I totally give myself uh, permission to just do what I'd like to do, whether it's watch a movie in the afternoon, go for a long run. Um, I I love Sundays. It's just like a complete cook. It's like my free day. So I would say Sunday. Number two, what's the last TV show or movie that you watched? So I just got back from a long trip, and I watched a very an old movie named Begin Again, Kira Knightley and um, Adam, Adam, Mark Ruffalo, I think it was. Oh, but, okay. um, and it was, I think that the, the song was by Adam Levine, the musician. But anyway, so the, yeah. the, his song keeps going over and over in my mind, so I watched that. Oh, okay. I know the movie. I've never seen it, but definitely one I'll add to my list. I remember um, seeing previews for it before. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's really good. Number three, if you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? Well, let's think about that. Um, I love, I could eat breakfast from morning to night. So I love breakfast foods and anything to do with that. I love creme brulee. Ooh. I eat everywhere I go that's on the menu I'm thinking that um, my new favorite thing is a peanut butter smoothie banana smoothie but uh, I also enjoy this is not a food a nice Manhattan okay <laughs> so I guess those would be my three I like that nobody has said a drink so far so but <laughs> know that that's you gotta get that in there you know <laughs> the rest of your life is a long time so Getting to have a Manhattan every now and then would be great. And finally, what is one thing most people would never guess about you? That's such a good question. I am really, I'm, I'm pretty trans. Honestly, I'm pretty transparent. I mean, kind of what you see is what you get. Uh, I, I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself a particularly mysterious person, uh, but I'm insanely curious. So I think that 
I don't know if they would guess it about me, but that would be something that someone would discover about me, that I am so curious. I love hearing stories. I love knowing about you and what you've got going. I just, anything. I'm a really curious person. Where can people go online to find out more about the Zen of Slow Cooking? So you can go, thank you for asking. You can go to our, our website, uh, which is www.thezenofslowcooking.com, which shares the story and you can get every one of our spice blends on that. You can find us in the Midwest uh, in places like Whole Foods Plum Market, Sunset Foods, uh, a lot of smaller markets like uh, Casey's or Brookhaven, uh, Paulina's, and you just run a lot of other markets too. And then um, you can find us in a variety of smaller stores around the country, but then also you can find us uh, on Amazon. We sell on Amazon. And finally, we sell milk meal kits on Peapot, our chicken tortilla soup, and our smoky barbecue. So those are great if you want to get something just delivered to your house. Awesome. All ready to go, wrapped up. So that's good. Awesome. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview. If you want to check out more interviews in the Better Food Stories series, you can follow me at Audrea Greenhoff on Medium or visit AudreaGreenhoff.com. I'm also Audrea Greenhoff on Twitter and Instagram.